0: Super excited today about this series we've been doing called Legendary. Everybody say Legendary. Legendary. What we've been doing is we've been looking at some of the great men and women throughout the Scripture. I'm talking about some legendary men and women in the Scripture who lived and walked by faith. In fact, what we've been doing is we've been looking at this very famous passage of Scripture in Hebrews chapter 11. If you have your Bible, you may want to go ahead and open up to Hebrews chapter 11 today. This is a passage, a chapter of Scripture that is known by many as the Hall of Fame of faith, It is filled with some of the greatest men and women of God who have ever lived. People like Moses, people like Rahab, people like Joseph. I mean, incredible, incredible men and women of faith. And we have decided that we're just going to learn from their faith, learn from the walk and the life that they have lived out before us. In fact, we just kind of imagined it in our mind. I want you to imagine this with me today. Imagine if you could sit down and have coffee with Moses. What would he say to you? What are some of the things that he would speak into your life that he learned from his life? Imagine that you could have a FaceTime conversation with with Joseph. What would he speak to you and into your life? And the truth is we know we can't have coffee or FaceTime with some of these great men and women of the Scripture. And yet we can look at their lives through what we find in passages of Scripture throughout the Word of God. And we can learn some great things from their faith. So how many are ready to learn something today? All right. We're going to learn some great things from a man who is actually a man who became known. He had such great faith that he became known as the father of our faith. Some of you may know him as Father Abraham. How many remember that song, right? He had many sons. We're going to look at Father Abraham. We're going to look at his faith. We're going to look at some great things from, from the faith of Abraham today. And We're going to look together at Hebrews chapter 11 and let's begin reading today with verse Number, verse number seven, I believe it is today, and or verse number eight, and let's read it together. It says, by faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place that he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went. And then I want you to notice this part. Even though he did not know where he was going. Man, you talk about faith. In fact, you look at the life of Abraham and here's what you're going to see from Abraham is that every time that God called Abraham, Abraham answered with one word and that one word was yes. God, I will go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll be what you want me to be. I'll, I'll go to the place, even when I don't know where the place is. Even when I don't even know how it's going to go. Even when I don't even know how it's all going to come together. The bottom line is this, that God, no matter what you say to me, my answer is yes. In fact, everybody say that aloud with me today. My answer is yes. I believe that that's what God's looking for. I believe that God is looking for some men and women, some people like you and me who would learn from the life of Abraham, some people like us that would stand before him and say, God, I may not even know what the question is. God, I may not know how difficult it's going to be. I do not know what lies ahead. I may not even know exactly where it is that you're calling me to go. But God, before you even ask, my answer is Yes. In fact, I believe that that's what God is looking for from the people of LifeGate Church, that we would be that kind of church. We would be that kind of people that would, just as Abraham was, that we would be people who would say, God, whatever you've called me to do, whatever you want me to do, God, my answer is Yes, in fact the scripture tells us in Second Chronicles chapter sixteen and verse nine it says For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. You know the scripture tells us this that God is up in heaven and his eyes are looking all over the earth. In fact, his eyes are looking down on Texas today. I believe his eyes are looking down in Burleson today. I believe his eyes are looking down right here to LifeGate Church today. And he is looking for men and women who have already committed in their heart to say, God, I don't know what you called me to do. I'm not quite sure what it's going to look like or how difficult the journey is going to be. But God, my answer for you is a resounding answer. Yes. In fact, if God's eyes are looking down at us today, you know what we ought to do? We ought to get up on top of the church and paint a big old Y-E-S right up on top of the church. Some of you here today, you say, man, my answer is yes. And if God's eyes are looking down today, you know what you need to do? You need to get you one of those flat brim caps. You know what I'm saying? And you need to paint a big old Y-E-S, Y-E-S, a yes, right on the cap, so that everywhere you go, God can look down and say, there's my son, there's my daughter, there's my child, that their answer to me is yes. Some of you say, I don't wear flat brim caps. All right, you know what you need to do? You need to shave on top of your head. Yes. So that when God looks down, he says, I see my son, my daughter. Some of you say, I ain't got no hair. All right, Get your tattoo on the top of your bald old head and say, God, my answer to you today is, everybody say it, is yes. In fact, that's what we see from Abraham. That's what's so incredible. That even though Abraham didn't know what the journey would be, even though Abraham didn't know how difficult it would be, even though Abraham did not even yet know where God was calling him to go, he said yes. In fact, if we were to really just kind of really boil all of the story of Abraham and his faith down to one thing, one bottom line, key thought for today, that key thought would simply be this. To step into your destiny, you're going to have to step away from your security. In fact, everybody say that with me aloud today. To step into your destiny, you will have to step away from your security. And isn't that what faith requires? It requires us to step into the unknown. It requires us to step away from some things that are comfortable. It requires us to step away from some things that that we know into some things that we don't know. It requires a step of faith. And this is what we see over and over and over and over again with Abraham. In fact, I want to look at a part of Abraham's story that's found in Genesis chapter 12. In fact, if you have your Bibles or your LifeGate app, you may want to turn there as well today. And I want to share with you just uh, really a passage of Scripture that's very near and dear to my own heart. And you'll understand that in in just a little while as I will communicate that to you. But I want us to look at it together today in Genesis chapter 12 and verse number 1. It says that the Lord said to Abram, leave your native country and your relatives and your fa- and your father's family and go everybody say go And go to the land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you. And I will make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you. And curse those who treat you with contempt. And all the families on earth will be blessed through you. Verse 4. So Abraham departed. Everybody say these words aloud. As the Lord had Instructed, Man, we see in Abraham a man who says, God, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. My answer to you is yes. And if we're going to have this kind of faith, if we're going to step away from our security and into the destiny that God has for us, I believe from this passage, we can see three things that are going to be required. If you're taking notes, you might want to write these three things down. The first one is this. If we're going to have a yes type of faith, then here's what it's going to require. It's going to require us to live listen up. So everybody look at your neighbor, just tell them, listen up. It's going to require us to listen up because here's the deal. How many know if we're going to say yes to what God is saying to us, the first thing we're going to have to do is we're going to have to hear what God's saying to us. Come on, right? That's just pretty obvious. And yet we see this with the story of Abraham. We see it in verse number one. It says, the Lord had what? The Lord had said to Abraham, before, before Abraham could follow the command of the Lord, he first had to hear what the Lord was saying to him. And here's the truth today. Everyone in this place, I want you to get this. I want you to understand that God is still speaking. Some of you may say, well, I don't, I don't know if God is still speaking because I don't really hear God speaking to me. And here's what I would say to that is that if you don't hear God speaking to you, it's not because God is no longer speaking. It's only because you are not listening. The truth of the matter is that God has something that he wants to speak to every single one of us today. But here's what we have to understand is that God speaks to those whose ears are open to hear what he would have them to say we have to understand today that we have a responsibility. Everybody say responsibility. We have a responsibility. You, as a follower of Christ, guess what? You have a responsibility. And you know what that responsibility is? That responsibility is to hear what God is saying to you and obey. And here's the problem for so many of us is that, is that we're waiting on somebody else to tell us what God is saying to us. We're waiting on the pastor to tell us. That's why I come to church, pastor, so that you can get up there and tell me what God is saying to me. Or I'm waiting on the youth pastor to tell me what God is saying to me. Or the worship pastor to tell me what God is saying to me. Or what my parents uh, would tell me that God is, is saying to me. Or what my spouse might say. You know, a lot of times our spouse can tell us what God is saying, right? And so many times we're waiting on somebody else to tell us what God is saying to us. And what we have to understand here today is that it's not the pastor's job to tell you what God is saying to you. Come on, I'm a part of that process, but that's not my job. It's not the youth pastor's job. It's not your spouse's job. It's not, it's not your friend's job or your parent's job. Guess what? It is your responsibility. Everybody say, my responsibility. It's your, it's my responsibility to personally hear from God what he is saying to me. As a follower of Christ, I have to understand that, man, I've got to get so close to God that I can hear his voice as he speaks. In fact, look what the look what the scripture has to say about it. In john, john chapter ten and verse number twenty seven, Jesus says this. He says, My sheep do what? They they know my voice. Guess what guys? If we are God's sheep, if you are a part of his flock, if you are his if you are his child, his son, or his daughter, guess what you will you will what? You will know his voice. As a follower of Christ, we have this responsibility to not just wait on somebody else to hear from God for us, but to personally seek God and hear what he is saying to us. This is a part of our faith journey. If we're going to live by and walk by faith, it's going to be because we are listening to the voice of God as he speaks to us. And it's it's a responsibility that every one of us have. In fact, it reminds me kind of, of of several years ago, Amber and I, we got married, uh, I guess it was almost 19, or it was 19 years ago now almost, and we got married, and after we'd been married for for a few years, we discovered after being married for about four years that we were really good at making babies. I mean, we just, we were, and, and good looking ones too, I'm saying, they take after their mama. You thought I was going to say take after their daddy, but they they take after their mama, and we discovered this really quickly because our first our first daughter kind of came along, and then uh, she was only here for about six months and then we discovered that we were pregnant with our second daughter all right so now we've got you know we've got one that's six months old another one that's coming along and then they start growing up a little bit and then about two years ago as they were you know 12 and 13 years old we discovered we were having another one right we're good at this stuff right we got we got two you know teenagers and a one-year-old that's powerful stuff right there man powerful stuff powerful and exhausting you know what i'm saying Exhaust I mean it I mean it wears me out. I mean watching my wife get up in the middle of the night and take care of that baby. I mean it's, woo, it's exhausting, you know what I'm saying? It really is. And, and I'm, I'm kind of joking about that just a little bit. Uh, not so much, but just a little bit. And uh, the thing is, is that that, you know, she'll get up in the middle of the night. I remember when when Briley was just, my, my oldest daughter was just a little baby. I remember one morning waking up and saying, oh, man, I slept so good last night. Briley did so great. She didn't wake up one single time last night. And my wife looked at me like, what in the world is wrong with you? She was like, she woke up four times last night. You're the one that didn't wake up, right? And and here, I'll I'll just be honest. Sometimes I faked it. Come on, guys. You know what I'm saying? I just fake like you're asleep. I, I told this story a few years ago before Easton came along, and now I'm in trouble because I can't do that anymore, you know, because my wife knew that I would do that. And sometimes the truth is that, you know, baby would cry and i just lay there a little bit. But sometimes the truth is like the baby cries and I just don't hear it. How many dads in the house know what I'm talking about, right? And what is the reason that my wife hears it immediately? I mean, one little whimper just, you know, and then my wife is jumping up and whatever and and, and Easton or whatever can can cry. cry and I don't even hear it. What's the reason? There's one, there's one difference between my wife and myself. When it comes to this, the one difference is this responsibility, Right. right? The difference is, is that when the baby cries, my wife is, is a mom. She's a nurturing, you know, moms, you know what I'm talking about? Like she like this, like she feels this sense of responsibility for that child. And because of that sense of responsibility, man, when the child cries in the middle of the night, man, she hears it, Right. But here, let me just tell you, the opposite of that is like on Saturday nights, I set my alarm for Sunday morning. I'm telling you, when my alarm goes off on Sunday morning, man, I jump up. Why? Like my wife, her alarm can go off, and it can go off for like 5, 10 minutes, and it's still going off. She don't even hear it until I'm nudging her going, babe, please turn your alarm off, right? And what's the difference? She heard the baby when, when the baby just whimpered just a little bit, and I didn't hear it. And then when the alarm goes off, like as uh, soon as it goes off on, Saturday, on Sunday morning, I wake up. What's the difference? The difference is she feels the responsibility for that child. I feel the responsibility for all y'all, you know what I'm saying? And here's the thing, when we know that we have a responsibility, guess what? We hear things differently. When you get to this place where you recognize that, man, I have a responsibility to hear from God for my life so that I can obey with a yes towards where God is calling me to be. I'm telling you, it will open your ears. And we've got to begin living our lives like this. We gotta begin getting up every single day and saying, I know today I am responsible to hear from God for my life, for my family, for the direction of my ministry. I have got to get up and I gotta open up my Bible and I gotta say, God. What are you saying to me today? I got to get on my knees and I got to pray and I got to say, God, what are you saying to me today? When I'm driving in the car, I'm driving around going, God, where are you leading me today? When I'm going to work or when I'm going to school or when I'm going to the office or wherever it is that I'm going all day long, I'm going, God, I've got to hear from you today. You have to guide and direct my life. My answer to you is yes. And in order to say yes, I got to listen up and hear what God is saying. So we got to listen up. So everybody say, listen up. Second thing, if we're going to walk by faith, man, this is the tough one right here is that not only are we going to have to listen up, but the second thing is we're going to have to leave behind. Everybody say, leave behind. We got to leave some stuff behind. In fact, this is what we see happen with Abraham in verse number one. Look what God tells Abraham to do. He tells him to what? He tells him to leave your country and your people and your father's household. Man, there's a key word there. What's the key word? The key word is leave. And notice what God tells him to leave. He tells him to leave his country. Tells him to leave his people. Tells him to leave his father's household. Now these things represent some things that that, that Abraham was called to leave. I mean, you think about it. He was called to leave his comforts, right? I mean, think here he's in his own country in a place where he knows he's called to leave his he's called to leave these people which are familiar to him, people that he knows. Go to places that he doesn't know and people that he doesn't know. He's called to leave his security, the security of his own father's home, knowing that hey man, if I mess up a little bit, Dad's gonna have have my back. God called him to go to a place that he had never gone before. He called him to leave his comfort and his familiar and, and the familiarity of his, of his own people and the security of his daddy's home to step out in faith. And isn't that really the bottom line today? I mean, isn't that isn't that what we said that Abraham would say to every one of us? That if we're going to live in the destiny that God has for us, it's going to require us to step away from the security that we live in so many times. In fact, you think about Abraham. Before he could live in the destiny of being the father of a great nation that God called him to be, he had to step away from the security of his dad's own home. And I think about that in my faith journey. Man, over the years, I think about every single time that I've stepped out in faith, it has always required me to step away from my own security, my own familiarity, my own comfort. Man, I remember a little over 11 years ago as God began to call us to come to Burleson and plant LifeGate Church here in Burleson, man. I remember. I remember how how scary that was. I remember some of the thoughts that went through my mind. I mean, if you know the story, you know that we we pastored a great church in in Midland, Texas, the place where I had had grown up, the place where Amber had my wife had grown up. It was our home church. It was the church that my dad had pastored and my dad had planted. It was people that we knew. It was a place that was comfortable, a place that was secure. It was. I mean, we we lived in a nice home, made a nice salad. Had a nice life. My wife and and her family all went to the went to the church there. I mean, it was it was a comfortable, secure place for us, and yet we felt like God was calling us, just as He called Abraham, to leave our own place and our own comfort and the security, even of the house that my father had built, and step out to go to a place we didn't know. We Burleson, Texas. We didn't know a single one of y'all didn't know a single person that lived here. Didn't have any money. Didn't have a place to have church. But we felt God was calling us. And I'm telling you, as we felt God calling us, there was some times when we were afraid and we didn't know how it was going to happen. We needed some 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 we needed some confidence from, from God and from his word. In fact, I've told you before that as I began to pray, as God was leading us to come and plant this church, I remember that time as I went into to pray and said, God, I don't know if this is really what you're calling me to do or not. And I was worried about my wife and I was worried about our kids and I was worried about money and happiness and all that stuff. And God gave me a scripture in Psalm 128 verse one that said, bless blessings on all who reverence and trust the Lord on all who obey him your reward will be prosperity and happiness your wife will be content in her home and look at those children there they sit around the dinner table vigorous and healthy like young olive trees that is God's reward for those that reverence and trust him that as we heard the voice of God even though we were afraid God began to give us a word in fact that's another word that God gave us in Genesis 12 1 the passage today the reason it's so near to my heart is that God told us just as I told Abraham to go and leave his home and leave his country and leave his people. I'm calling you to do the same thing. And I'm telling you, when God calls you to step out in faith, guess what it's going to require? It's going to require you to leave behind some stuff. It's going to require you to leave behind some comfort and some familiarity and some security in order to step out into the destiny that God has for you. You know, we moved here and we planted this church, and a few years ago, we felt like God calling us to step out a step of faith to to take this building and to and to transform it to what you see now, to add areas for our children and to and to completely renovate in and outside of the building. And I tell you, at that at that moment in time, I was I was pretty nervous about it. We were only about a five year old church, and and God was calling us to to take these steps of faith. It was going to be about. It started out we were going to do just a little, you know, a little fixing up with a little fifty thousand dollar project. But as we we kept as we kept uh, obeying God and his voice it just kept growing and getting bigger and bigger to the point where it was a six hundred and fifty thousand dollar project and I'll tell you I was a little nervous about it as we took that loan and as we were looking at the finances and we were saying man it's going to be a little tight here and a little tight here and I remember one day walking through the park and just all this stuff my mind so clouded with all of this with all this fear and all of these all these doubts as if God really calling us to do it or what and I remember sitting down on the park park bench uh, in the park. And God's speaking to me a word from Psalms when he said, I've called you to open wide your mouth and I will fill it. And I, I remember on that day going, man, I know what God is calling me to do. But guess what? It required us as we stepped out into our destiny, it required us to leave behind some of our own security. Last Sunday, I stood here and I told you God's calling us to take another step of faith. A step of faith to step out to build a four hundred and seventy-five seat auditorium so that we can reach more people in our community. Come on, exciting! So give more space so that we can so that we can have lobby space and nursery space for our children. I told you that that we're going to step out in faith and do that together as a church to reach our community. But man, that's a little scary too because I told you in order to do that we're going to have to have a two million dollar loan. That's a little scary, right? And I told you we've been saving the money. We've been actually paying ourselves the payment, and so. That that helps, but the truth is $2 million is still $2 million. And it's a little bit scary at times, but you know what? I believe God has spoken to us in this as well. In fact, as I've prayed and I've asked God about what God would want us to do, I believe God told me one day, he said, didn't I tell you to open wide your mouth? I didn't tell you to close it. When I tell you to close it, then you close it. But I told you to open it wide. You keep opening it wide and I will continue to fill it. And I'm telling you, I believe that if we keep our mouth open wide towards God, if we keep Keep our arms open wide saying, God, yes, whatever you call me to do, that's what I'm going to do. I believe with all of my heart that God is going to use us and that God is going to be with us, even though it's scary. Even though it means we got to step beyond what is comfortable and what is secure so that we can step out into the destiny that God has for us as a church. And here's the deal. If you're taking notes, you might want to write this down here today. As long as you have a guarantee, you don't have faith. Let that sink in for just a second. As long as you have a guarantee, guess what? You don't really have faith. Because faith is when we don't have a guarantee and we believe anyway. In fact, look what the scripture says about it in Hebrews chapter 11. and verse number 1. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance of what we do not see. The scripture doesn't say, hey, faith is confidence in what is guaranteed. Does it? What does it say? It says, faith is confidence in what we hope for. We're not sure quite yet. We don't, we don't quite have it in our grasp or in our hands yet, and yet we are still going to believe. And here's the deal. If you're going to follow God, guys, as a church, if we're, going to, if we're going to follow God, here's what we have to understand, is that faith is never guaranteed. Hearing from God is never guaranteed. You know what? Sometimes hearing from God is, I think so maybe, <laughs> Right? And I'm believing and I'm hoping and, and, I'm, and I'm thinking that God spoke to. I'm not guaranteed. I don't know for sure. But I'm stepping out in faith even when I don't know. And that's what's required. If we're going to be like Abraham, if we're going to live this yes kind of faith, it's going, to be, it's going to be because we trusted God even when there was not 100% assurance or guarantee of what God is calling us to do. And this is what we find in the book of Hebrews, that these men and women in this, in this incredible chapter, the reason that they, were, that they were legendary was because they were men and women who did not have guarantees and yet they continued to step out time and time and time again in faith in fact in hebrews chapter 11 verse 8 our passage for today it says it was by faith that abraham obeyed when god called him to leave his home and go to another land that god would give him as his inheritance and he went without knowing where he was going think about that for a minute man i started thinking about hebrews chapter 11 as i was studying i started thinking what if there was a hall of fame of faith for lifegate church what would it say and I just started thinking, maybe it would say, maybe it would say something like this by faith, Chad and Amber Benson moved their family to Burleson, Texas, not knowing where they were going or how they were going to live or what was going to happen when they got there. By faith, they started reaching out to neighbors and to those into the community and began having meetings in their home and later in the Hughley Fitness Center. By faith, they began praying and believing God to give them a place to meet. And God not only gave them a place, he gave them the building at 601 Southwest Thomas in Burleson. By faith, they began painting and cleaning and preparing the building for the people in the community that they would reach. By faith, they began reaching out to the neighbors around the church, the people of life. Lifegate mowed the yards of the people in the neighborhood, washed their cars, invited them to be a part of this new church. By faith, one Sunday, they even gave away the offering and sent it out with the people into the church in the church to minister to the people in the community. By faith, the people of Lifegate gave to missions and cared for the people of Burleson and the surrounding communities and even into the world. By faith, in 2012, they began to prepare for their first building campaign. By faith, they endured all the Noise and all the smells and all the constant construction and dirt and dust, and by faith in 2015, they opened up the doors to a brand new facility to reach the people in the surrounding communities. By faith, in 2016, they started a third worship service. By faith, in 2017, they had five Easter worship services and reached over a thousand people on a weekend for the first time in the history of the church. By faith, in 2017, they stepped out to build a two million dollar building to reach over 475 people in a service by faith they continued to be inconvenienced and uncomfortable at times and to be stretched and they never stopped living by faith dreaming big dreams and risking it all for the kingdom and the glory of god that's what it means to live by faith man i'm getting excited i don't know if y'all are excited today God has called us to live by faith. If we're going to live by this kind of faith, guess what it's going to mean? It's going to mean we're going to have to listen up. It's going to mean we're going to have to sometimes leave behind our own comfort and our own security to step out into what God has for our destiny number three. It means that we're going to have to not only, we're not only going to listen up and leave behind, but here's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to look ahead. Everybody say look ahead. Here's what faith requires. Faith requires us to look ahead. It requires, you know what it requires? It requires vision. See, here's what faith is all about. Faith is about seeing something that is not as though it already is. In fact, that's what we see happen with Abraham. As God calls Abraham to to live by faith, look what he says in verse number 2 of Genesis chapter 12. He says, and I will make you a what? Everybody say it out loud. I will make you a great nation. Now, you've got to understand a little bit about this. As God is speaking to Abraham and he's telling him, you're going to be a great nation. Here's what you got to know is that at this point, Abraham was already 75 years old and didn't even have a child, not even one child. And now God is telling him, hey, you're going to be the father of a great nation. You're going to have millions of descendants. And Abraham is 75, doesn't even have one kid. How many know that takes a little bit of faith, right? Right. That takes seeing something that's not as though it already is. It takes a little bit of vision. In fact, at one point in Genesis chapter fifteen, God speaks to Abraham, and, no, and I want you to notice what He does: is He takes him outside of the tent that they're in. If you go and you look at it in the passage, you see that it's very specific there. And sometimes we can just kind of we can just kind of gloss over that, and not even notice it. But I think it's there for a reason. That God says, "I want you to come outside of the tent," and then He shows him He shows him the stars in the sky, and He says, "All the stars in the sky here." is what I want you to see. I want you to have a vision. That's how many descendants that you are going to have. But in order for him to see it, what he had to do is he had to take him outside. And the reason he had to take him outside was because they were in a tent and in the tent, there was a man-made ceiling over them that was keeping him from seeing the big God vision. And the truth of the matter is sometimes, you know what we do? We put man-made limitations over us. Sometimes what we do is we we build a ceiling, an eight foot tall ceiling on top of us that keeps us from seeing the greatness of the vision that God has for us. And in order to truly live by faith, here is what we got to do: sometimes we got to step outside. Sometimes we got to look ahead. Sometimes we got to realize that the ceiling is not the roof. We got to realize we got to realize that that God, we have put a ceiling over ourselves. But God says, "I want to take the man made limitations off, and I want you to." see things the way i see them i want you to see by faith i want you to have i want you to have vision in fact that's that's what faith is really all about it's about it's about looking ahead in fact this is what it says in hebrews 11 faith is confidence in what we hope for and the assurance of what we want of what we do not see faith says this faith says hey i may not be able to see it but i know it faith says i may not be able to touch it but I can feel it. Faith says, I may not be sure of it, but I am confident of it because my confidence is not in what I see. My confidence is in who I know. And the truth is today is that I believe God is calling some of us. He's calling us as a church to be a people who will live by faith a people who would be willing to listen up and hear what God would say to us, that we would be a people who would be willing to leave behind the security and the comfort of the known and step into the unknown, that we would be a people that would begin to see things beyond what we see right here and right now, that we would be a people of faith. In fact, it reminds me of these two stories in the In the New Testament. In fact, as you study the life of Jesus, you will see that there were two times in Jesus' life where Jesus was amazed at the faith of the people. We find first in this story in in uh, Mark chapter six that Jesus is in his own hometown and the people had known him since he was just a little boy and so he begins to teach he begins to try to minister but because of a lack of because of a lack of honor and because the people were so familiar with Jesus, he was limited, he was hindered in the amount of ministry that he was able to do. And in Mark chapter six verse number six Jesus says this. It says that he was amazed at their Lack of faith. But then we contrast that with Luke chapter 7, the story of a Roman centurion. His daughter was very sick and about to die, and he heard that Jesus. Was near, and so he called for Jesus to be brought to him so that his daughter could be healed. But then he changed his mind. He sent a message to Jesus, said, Jesus, you don't even have to come. All you have to do is just speak the word, and my daughter will be healed. And the Bible says that Jesus spoke the word, and his daughter was healed. And then it says in Luke chapter 7 and verse number 9 that when Jesus heard this, he was what? He was amazed at him. And turning to the crowds following him, he said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in all of Israel. Two different instances where Jesus was amazed at their faith. In one instance he was amazed at their lack of faith. In another instance he was amazed at their great faith. And the question is today if Jesus were to be amazed at our faith which one would it be? Would it be our lack of faith or would it be our great faith in him? I believe that God is calling you and I as a church to step forward into some areas that, man, they're a little bit unknown. They're a little bit uncomfortable. They're, to be quite honest, a little bit scary at times. Guess what, guys? If we don't ever get past our security, we can never truly come to a place to reach our destiny. This requires us to hear from God, to listen up. And guess what, guys? I believe that we have. I believe we have heard from God. I believe as myself and our staff and our leaders and our pastors council over the last several months have been praying and seeking God and asking him for wisdom for the next step for our church. I believe that we have heard from God as we are to lead this church forward. It requires that. And I believe we have that, but you know what else it's going to require? It's going to require us to leave behind some security and some comfort and some things that we already know. It's easy to continue doing what we already know. It's comfortable. It's known, but it's going to require us if we're going to be an Abraham who says yes to God no matter what, it's going to require us to step out into some unknown, into some things that, that are a little bit scary and a little bit and a little bit difficult at times, it's going to require us to look ahead and see that there is more in store for us as a church if we would just follow him by faith. Next Sunday night, we have an opportunity to step out in faith into what God has for us in the next season of our church. And I'm just asking you, join us. Let's move forward. Let's experience all that God has for us. I believe that God's done great things in the last ten and a half years, but it is only the beginning that God has said, I will make you a great nation and you will be blessed and many will be blessed through you if you just follow."